1: Conte, who is us now in at Tottenham, back in English football today.
2: Is that a Ramona? Brown uh, sauce. Yeah, gone. Busy drinks is gone. Yeah, I, I
0: welcome into the tottenham depot it is december 12th and we have a lot but also not a lot to discuss i am your host andrew you can follow me at a stetka you can follow the podcast on both twitter and instagram at tottenham depot we have got a full house on hand for this one despite there being no games to talk about because Tottenham Hotspur are in the midst of a COVID outbreak. And it is going to be the, unfortunately, the main topic of today's podcast. And it's going to be weird, but, um, you know, this is what we have on hand. But I've got Scott, Dakota, Todd, and Shuban all on board with me today. Let's start by throwing it out to Scott up there in Seattle. He is at DSM Spurs. Scott, what's going on, my friend?
2: Not much, man. Watched, uh, watched a little West Ham Burnley this morning and had a little holiday party Friday night. So all good.
0: Yeah. It's, there's a, there's a lot of extra time on everyone's hands recently. Uh, we're recording this at about the same time we would have been had Spurs actually played a game today, but of course that game against Brighton did not occur. There's still uh, one more, one more game in the premier league today. And, um, a lot of, a lot of drama elsewhere, a lot of F1 and a lot of, you know, NFL games today. There's a lot going on, but, uh. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep it Spurs here and keep it keep it in the Premier League. We've also got the the Todd Father at TC underscore Kashow on Twitter. Todd, what's going on, man?
3: What's up, gentlemen? Any day that uh you get to get together with your boys and uh and chat some Spurs, matches or not, is always a good day. Um Yeah, man, it's a holiday cheer is in full effect over here, and uh so much so that uh before we got started on the pod today, I got to to let everybody know that in my tiny little corner of San Diego, California, in my little Starbucks, I go to every single morning, <clears throat> happen to see another gentleman wearing the exact same Tottenham Hotspur sweatshirt today. So extra special day for that reason alone, and I get to talk to you guys. Andrew can't complain.
2: Let's go. Let's go. Good stuff. Yeah, you know what? We just we got to take a second to, to shout out the Starbucks employees who treat us like family. I guess, yeah, these are sure. facts sure back. big shout out an, not not an ad no, no, not the, no ad
3: our yet. drink and as soon as we walk in the door are, are oh, yeah. making it absolutely oh, yeah
0: starbucks I, if you want to throw us a bunch of money to, to be the official coffee sponsor of the tottenham depot feel free
2: everyone's on board let's go Dude, it's amazing man I, you, you got you you know those guys are my friends now they're not they're not my starbucks employees all right those are my friends so I'll even go working with them just to hang out with them every once in a while.
0: Let let me know if your friends want to give us some money for us to talk really, about. My friends anymore. even drew
2: <laughs> my friends even drew drew draw on my cup today. She drew a dragon. Wow, that's yeah. actually that's adorable. Right. My friends don't draw dragons on my cup. That's pretty yeah, cool. You got it. And, and you call yourself a salesman? You don't even have drawings on your cup?
3: No, nah, they know my kids' names. No, <laughs> I'll
2: take that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, well done. I I don't know that world.
0: <laughs> you, you, you you heard him a second ago Dakota is at Dakota J Booth and he's with us as well. Dak what's up man?
4: Uh you know congrats to Max Verstappen for winning the, the F1 championship today, <laughs> controversial or not. It was still. Uh, Spur, Spurs men don't play today, which is super great news because it means no Ls. No else for oh, us today. <laughs> uh, but hey, Spurs women do play. They uh, do in a couple hours from recording, and if they win, they move up into third place, which puts them into the Champions League qualification playoff rounds, which is extremely exciting. So nice. Uh, look, you know, look, looking forward to an update after this uh, this stretch of games from Caroline Stefko uh, in a, in a couple weeks after the Spurs women play these these three games before another international break so uh, Thanks, it's also been a minute since i've been on here so it's nice it to has. see you guys and and talk to you guys and uh yeah get my voice back on uh, on the internet
0: yeah you're growing out the beard we lo- we love that team beard over here and and, playoff and it's beard. all good effect we've also got the man at the real shoeban Shuban's with us from Shubhan. London. shoes what's going on my friend
1: it's good, man. I've to be near the COVID epicenter, that is Tottenham Hospital <laughs> Stadium. So. so, yeah, and I'm having a beer um, from Redemption Brewery. Who, if they want to sponsor us, I'm having their fellowship beer. So, yeah, yeah. you want to throw, sponsor us? Be our official beer partner.
0: Throw all the, throw all the, the dollars, the pounds, throw them all our way. Um, pounds, let's, yeah. Yeah. let's go. And thank you uh, to
1: you guys, by the way, for um, accommodating my um, time zones. And uh, so, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah it's, Shuban's it's enjoying a
0: beer. Meantime, uh, it's uh, it's nine thirty where I am. It's it's eight thirty where Todd and Scott are. It's only mm-hmm. what is it eleven thirty a.m. where Dakota is. So eleven thirty. A little little early for 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 the the provisions for for myself and and, and many of the ones. But never too early for beer. But you it's enjoy literally it, five though. o'clock somewhere. I guess you that's <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, gentlemen, before we get into talking about Tottenham Hotspur and their COVID outbreak that they are going through right now, I just want to say, and I think this can be echoed by, by the other four of you here on this call, um, everything that we're talking about here, it doesn't really matter. It's sports in comparison to what we are dealing with in terms of COVID-19 still in the year 2021, um, and what will be in the year 2022 here in a few weeks, um, I think it's important just to say that from 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 the outset, Uh, we are still in a pandemic. All of that is way more important than anything having to do with with sport or with games or with the money that is being lost and and all the the, the financials and all that other bullshit. The most important thing is health. Uh, The most important thing is getting people through this. And, uh, you know, the players, the coaches, the staff that are all dealing with covid right now and with the coronavirus. Um, their health is the most important thing. And I just think it's important before we get to talking about what it means for the team and what it means for games. Um, I just think it's important to, to, to lay that marker down and say that we care about those things uh, like health and like, you know, vaccinations and, 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 and all of that stuff. I, I got boosted this past week. I'm still dealing with a little bit of arm soreness. Um, it, it, you know, get vaccinated if you can. Um, it, you know hope everyone is is themselves is doing well with this and dealing dealing with this pandemic and i just thought it would be important to say that from the outset um so that we can move on to talking about the more trivial side of things and that's the football that's that's been lost this week uh, well,
1: so i, I want that... to Sorry, one I add to that so my a friend on my hand uh she, she's a respiratory nurse she was in the icu i think in um, somewhere in north north los angeles and it's not just covid it's you the, the risk of not having COVID having is you can have long COVID. So I know one guy that has had long COVID, he can barely even leave his house because it's his really fucks up his lungs. And so these are pre-prime athletes. This is literally from the age of three or four. That's all they've dreamed about being is being professional footballers. And essentially, this is their livelihood. This is what they've counted on for whatever. And mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying, people that have COVID, it's, you know, the, you know, the fish have long COVID I think, was it, I can't remember which was it. It's one of the German and Bayern Munich no, players. And that's actually a
3: really great segue Kimmich. to exactly what I wanted to talk about with Joshua Kimmich, who is a prime fit athlete, someone who has been at the top of his game playing for Bayern in Germany. Um, he's still not cleared by the Bayern doctors to come back to full training because of lung inflammation th- that he sustained through COVID. Like, this is no bullshit, kids. And uh, we just hope every single one uh, of you that are affected by this and every single one of the Tottenham players and and staff that has been affected by this uh, have a have a quick and speed uh, recovery.
0: No question. Um, So let's get to the football side of it. Thursday's Europa Conference League game against Wren was called off and uh, will not be rescheduled is the word, the latest word we have. UEFA will decide the outcome. Um, everything that we know so far, it seems like will lean to UEFA just saying, we're sorry, Tottenham, this is a 3-0 defeat for you. You will not, because of that result, will not be able to advance into the knockout rounds. Um, I want to start by, by talking about this from a UEFA perspective, because... I think this is a really interesting problem that UEFA has on its hands because obviously they want, uh, you know, a, a, a London-based team like Tottenham Hotspur, um, one of the financial giants of of this conference league competition. They would love for for Tottenham to stay in this competition, um, purely from a financial standpoint. But there's also the little matter of you know the bylaws and and things that they've they've written. So, Todd, what are your thoughts on on this from a UEFA standpoint and how they you know? Their hand is kind of forced, it feels like, by, by Tottenham's outbreak. But also, it, it it's something that they don't want to have to just say, sorry, Tottenham, you're out.
3: Well, no, they don't. Um, especially in the first year of this competition, having a name like Tottenham Hotspur making it through to the knockout rounds is extremely important. And will probably carry more cachet than a team like Wren or Vitesse, to be fair. Um, however, um, much like the FA's hand was forced last year in the League Cup with Leighton Orient, um, and we went through because they couldn't field the squad, it's only fair that this competition moved forward without Tottenham because we have the inability to field the team uh, in accordance with UEFA standards. So um, am I, but, so, let's kind of move on from that and, and ask the next question. Do, do, how do I feel about Tottenham being outed unceremoniously if that's what indeed happens? Um, fucking good, good, good team that just got rife and absolutely ravaged with COVID doesn't have to travel around fucking Europe to these God knows where countries as we go into the knockout round of this shithole competition. Yeah, I'm good on that. Let's go ahead and hang out domestically and focus on the three domestic competitions that we're actually still in and have a viable shot of competing for.
0: I think that's fair. I think there is a a contingent of Spurs fans that will be still upset with that. And that's, and that's, I think that's a fair opinion to have as well. It's not an opinion that I share, but I do think that there are some fans who just want anything to grab onto. And knowing that this is a competition that Spurs have been favored to win, at least from odds makers and have, have been given a good chance to win. I think that is kind of disappointing to know that they're likely not going to be given that opportunity because of something that is for the most part out of their control. Um, that 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 part of it sucks Dakota what did you think of the statement from wren because that i think is another element of this that was like kind of wild like they kind of came out guns blazing it's very and- french <laughs> it was it was insane to me like they were you know ready to come play the game even without tottenham there like I, I would have been interested to see how many goals they could have scored w- without another uh, you know opponent on the field
4: yeah talk about stat padding right uh but i th- I think it's I think it was trying to a uh, 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 Ren trying to force the hand of UEFA before even getting into this situation now where everything's kind of in limbo. Um, you know, and I think to be fair, that's what Spurs were probably doing too, saying, "Hey, we're not going to play this match." And honestly, I think a lot of that probably came down to Antonio Conte because in the the pre-match press conference on I think it was Wednesday, he sounded pretty concerned for his uh, for his team and their families, so I th- I wonder if this was kind of an Antonio Conte thing of saying, "Hey, we need to shut this thing down for for a few days and let let everyone who's going to test positive test positive, and then simmer it a little bit and get everyone back back to healthy." Um, so I think that was that was Tottenham trying to force UEFA's hand and postponing the match, and Wren came back with their own attempt to force UEFA's hand with, uh, determining a result, you know, most likely a forfeit. And, uh, you know, neither, neither one of them worked. I don't think, um, I think UEFA decided to put things in limbo and I think that was the right call at the moment, but yeah, like you said, there are rules and those rules say that these group, uh, group matches need to be played by December 31st. And you look at Tottenham's schedule, where does that fit in? We've got two. We have two right now. Two stretches where we don't play every two days, and there's four day stretches between those. You know, those two two instances. Right. Both of those instances happen to be after Ren's uh, Christmas break start date, which is December twenty second. So they want to play that match before the break because they want their full break as they should. And it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever side of the fence you sit on, for Tottenham Hotspur, that looks like the way it's going to go. So, but who knows? And that, we'll and see that date, the, that,
0: that twenty-second that date too, is important, like as you mentioned, because that's when Ren is supposed to go on winter break. Not a lot of, not a lot of people realize. We're recording this on Sunday the 12th. That's 10 days away. That's a week from Wednesday. So yep. it's not like there's a lot of time to fit fit all of this in. Shuban, where do you sit on the fact that Spurs look like they're going to bow out of this thing? And, you know, it, it, it will certainly free them up to, to to not worry about Europe. But, you know, with the fixtures piling up elsewhere, um, just I guess, what's your opinion on not staying in this competition because of a COVID outbreak?
1: I spoke to Brett in when I actually went to Slovenia the Mora game and then went out to Burnley for the eventually that the game that actually was cancelled. And he said, you know what? Don't really give a shit. Because ultimately, here's the thing. So I don't know how COVID works in your country, but in England, what happens is if you get COVID, you are told to self-isolate for two weeks. Up until three months ago, I think it was, anyone you had to come come into contact with, you had to let them know, they had to also isolate for two weeks. So you can imagine how much, imagine you were told you cannot leave your house for two weeks. You know, that's, imagine the disruption that goes to it. Now, if you're a multi-million pound footballer, not a problem. You've got assistants, everything. If you're just a member of staff, if you're just someone that just, you could be like, I don't know, someone on you know, support staff at, at, the, at the ground. This has been a massive COVID, not just to the squad, not just to the coaching staff, but to the support staff who work at the club. Their lives could be put at risk. So I don't give a shit what UEFA think right now. We have a massive COVID epidemic. Now, I have sympathy for UEFA in the fact that you have God how many countries, they have winter breaks, you have different regulations, this, 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 this. Health must come first. Okay? Now, ideally, what could have happened, and I'm hopefully, I don't know why it didn't happen. You could have the Met Police or someone from the military or something, do you know what? Because of this COVID outbreak, I am not allowing this game to continue. And that could have happened. And in some cases, that could still happen. You know, now, the UK government is very reticent to interfere with any kind of sporting event. They're not, they're, But that's, that's, the whole, that's a whole whole other story. But essentially, you've got all that as well. For me personally, I, I I never give a shit about this conference league. I don't give a shit about the, you know, about the Europa League either, realistically. Um I, yeah, I said, do you know what? I don't want to win something. We used to have a competition called here called the Zenith Data Systems Cup. Spurs were never in it. And people would celebrate, oh, we've won something. I'm like, what the hell do you won. You've won some pointless. It's like, do you know what? You want a trophy? There's, there's loads of trophy shops. Just go in there. Pay pay your 20 quid. Put your name on it. Yeah, you got a trophy. <laughs>
3: That's how the conference league. You're not wrong, Andrew. Like I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like when you have a competition, you know, you say that there's people that are going to be on the other side of the fence and just looking to grab on anything. When you have a competition where the the <laughs> the prize, quote unquote, for winning the competition is the exact same as getting sixth or seventh in, in the Premier League. Yeah, um, which we're already seventh in the Premier League with uh with two games in hand, just kind of hanging out right now. Um,
4: Three points off fourth. I'm, I'm sorry,
3: like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, is that good? I don't know. Um, and so as we're looking at this, guys, like there's no part of this that, that I see, I don't know, and it's just me, but I, I don't really see a loss in, in bowing out of the trash can competition.
0: Well, and I know that's how Scott's going to feel too. Scott, jump in on this because, you know, I, I agree, winning the Conference League, it gets you into the Europa League. And the I think the way that we all feel, at least the way we felt before, This COVID outbreak was big whoop. We've got bigger aspirations, bigger dreams to to qualify for 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 more than the Europa League, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, before any COVID stuff popped up, you guys heard me say that I had no interest in progressing through this competition as it stood. Um, I think I still feel that way. I if if we forfeit, that's completely fine with me. You know, it won't change my opinion there, but. Now there's an extra layer to all of this because people are sick, right? So I like, I don't I don't feel as comfortable now being like, oh, fuck that stupid competition. Who cares, blah, 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 fuck it off. Cause it's like, there's a lot more at stake now than just anything football related, right? So um, assuming everybody's health remains, you know, in good condition and everybody's family does then shift our focus back to football and have no issues with us bowing out of that competition. Without question, I think, it's a major distraction. I think Conte has got a ton of work to do. And here's the thing. It's December 12th. Two weeks from now, a year ago, we were in first place, and a Harry Kane injury derailed our fucking season. And we're still one injury away from that shit happening. Like, if sun goes down with a long-term injury, we're fucked. Like, so we're still in that situation. Just just because we're buzzing and Conte is getting more out of the squad doesn't mean it changes the fact that – we have no depth beyond like 12 or 13 guys. Right. So this competition is a prime example of an unnecessary risk that could derail. And I am all for us not competing in in this thing any longer.
0: Well, I I think you bring up a really good point, Scott, in that if, if Spurs had more depth, if Spurs had more, you know, ability to put a, a, a serious foot forward in this competition, they wouldn't be in a position to need a win against Ren in order to advance. Yeah, I mean, just to the we lost to Mura. Exactly. I'm just yeah. gonna
2: say we lost to fucking Mura. Like we're not even the the best team in this competition. Like we think we are. We can't beat Mura. So, um, well, yeah. Thank you. Sorry.
0: No, hey, I we, I think you're right. Go ahead, Todd. Can we
3: sell Gallini? Can we get rid of Gallini <laughs> in January?
0: Uh, he yeah, was on. Listen, you.
4: He's on Listen, loan. He, need, so, he well, he needs to go back because if he plays a certain number of games, right, we have to keep. We, it. It's an obligation to buy, and I think I think he's like three games away from that.
0: I don't. Play. I don't think we have to. I don't think we have to worry about him playing three more games. I don't right.
4: think so either. I think Antonio Conte is probably going to just ship him anywhere. Not. It doesn't even have to be back to Italy. There, he's well, just I mean, like, getting out that? here.
0: But well,
3: that's cool. But what do we do? Like, we're not going to yeah. buy Ramsdale in the in in January. <laughs> No, we're not gonna. No, I think I think
0: you're gonna have Brandon Austin or Alfie Alfie Whiteman be the backup. Yeah. If he which one of them's
2: on loan right this, now? In, no, they're both. They're,
4: I'm pretty sure they're, they're both. Back. Back. I mean, they're both Brandon, Brandon like Norway. Brandon so. Brandon yeah. Austin went to he
3: went to Orlando uh, City, but he's Orlando back. City, the other one, Whiteman's in Norway or whatever. Yeah.
1: To so, yeah.
4: Um, I, I yeah, and here's... he goes. A goalkeeper, unless he gets injured. Even right. at he, his age, he can play, he can game. play every game. Okay. And, so, and, yes. and, and here's,
0: here's the other thing though, too, knowing, knowing that we only have premier league games and cup fixtures, you know, domestic cup fixtures, like <laughs> knowing that we're out of Europe, it's not really that big of a deal for him to play. That's
3: that. the reason why I brought it up is because I think we needed Golini for those European midweeks. I don't think that we do anymore. And, it, and agree. And I think we're in a position where we can get rid of them and hopefully free up some capital there as well. Oh, also, just looking at Italy, Vlahovic scored again, um, thirty-two goals in forty-one games in twenty twenty-one.
0: Do we, do we, do we really want to have this conversation about this guy right now? Yes,
3: one hundred percent. Seventy million, bring him in, sign him. <laughs> uh- Dakota yeah. and
0: I Dakota and I are going to be on the uh, on the opposite side of this one.
4: I mean I I don't I don't I'm not I think I'm firmly in the middle right now because What kind of what this, kind of fit sitting no, is that? Listen, I'm firmly in the middle is, of a lot of things
2: Dakota. This, Boys, you are not is in. you can't just say no to Vlahovic, right? Like, n- listen, this man is
4: This man is hilariously outperforming his xG right now. And he's either the one of the most clinical finishers in the world, or it's not sustainable. And I don't really know which it is, <laughs> but whichever it is, is dependent upon whether he's, he's worth 70 million. How many people or were having this
3: conversation seven. about Harry Kane when he was wearing an 18 or a 37 on his back for top no, I was having,
0: hold on, hold on. I was having the, the, the conversation about the Kane sun combo last year and how that was going to fall back to earth. And look how it has.
3: Well, you changed the manager that made that combo one of the greatest combos oh, in the history. come on, I mean, no, fine. we're not going to have the manager was...
0: conversation. By the way, I'm I just understand. saying, like
3: the way that that was set up was for the the ball that like they were playing on the counter the entire time under Mourinho. Ball to Kane, ball to Son, back to Kane or Son. When he finishes. I mean, it, it was that's the that was route one for Mourinho's Tottenham. Like I, I'm just
4: anyway,
1: I <laughs> the, hard, the hardest time.
0: of eye rolls to you, sir. Yeah, to
1: yeah, say it was this right? Um, I actually, I actually gave D some credit, actually, so it's just unusual for him. But, um, basically, I, I said, Look, if you look at, say, Oliver Skip, look at him two years ago, he was, I, I his sim similar qualities, but he needed seasoning uh, with, yeah, you know, ing- incubating at, yeah, you know, at, at Car Road to become, I think, pretty much one of the first names on the team sheet. And I, and so I was saying to, I was saying to, I said, You know what? There's a guy who's, who's, who's who, I know he's a Sevilla fan. I give him a lot of shit because of, of Brian Hill. But I said that if he incubates, if, he, if you can get him developing and bring him along, he can become someone that can be, what, 10, 10 15, 10 goals or 10 goals in the season. Because I think well, – well, I don't know what his numbers were. But how many assists did he have last year? See? You'll you know this. For Sevilla.
4: Who are we talking about? Brian Hill. Uh, he didn't play for Sevilla last year.
1: Who did he play for? was on he, was on
4: loan. he was on loan at Matisse, um, right? No, somewhere in Spain. No, it is in Spain. Leganes, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, so but he, yeah, he, he had 12, coaches, 15, yeah. something
4: like that. 12, 15 yeah. goals, assists, yeah. something like that.
1: So what I'm saying is that it takes time for players to come through. Now, I'm just thinking that when I look at Vlavic, I mean, was it 70 million? Right now, we could be going, going into another lockdown. <laughs> if that goes to another lockdown, that will be an absolute huge like i don't know sledgehammer to our um financial engine if we go into another lockdown
3: oh they so. defer it they defer it until next like there's no possible way he'd eat that to, like no they they would they would i'm not worried about daniel levy making the dollars make sense for tottenham hospital that's all i'm saying bingo
0: well now that we've completely derailed the rundown and talked about uh, a transfer that that was just you know not remotely part of this podcast i i i'm gonna get us <laughs> back on track Um, we, we've kind of, we've kind of hammered the, the, the Europe thing home. I think that we are all pretty much in agreement and we know that there is, I think it's a vocal minority that is disappointed that we're going to bow out of this competition and that's fine. I'm I'll respect those voices that they all just want to win something so badly. But I think that the, the, the major consensus among Spurs fans is that they're fine to bin off the Europa conference league. Um, we all know that Leicester, who, who are dropping from the Europa League into the Europa Conference League, don't give a shit about it because Brendan Rodgers doesn't even know what it is. So um, if, if, if Leicester can not care about it, I think we cannot care about it as well. Um, and we showed that by, you know, the way that we performed in it and and,
1: and left it to gonna, the last day. I was going to say, though, do you think it's the fact that we don't care about it it's because, like, literally, obviously Harry Kane, Mason, Belly Alley, they kind of used the Europa League to kind of And sunny as well, actually, to be fair, can use the Europa League to really establish themselves and then to break into the first thing. And essentially, because no one from, I think maybe, maybe, has Oliver skipped? Not really, but there's no one really from, there's no one from the, there's no one from the Conference League team that's played and that's played well. You think, oh my God, let's get him into the league or something. I think yeah, it's not really a bunch of it's not a bunch
4: of hungry youth players that are playing in this tournament. Well, it's a, all the jaded fringe players, and they're playing like they're jaded that. fringe players instead of well. We also youth players.
3: we also tried to play the hungry youth players. If you remember early in the group stage of this competition, when we started Dame Scarlet and a couple of fixtures, and we started Nile John, and they didn't they didn't play particularly well. They 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 got kind of beat about the head and shoulders with the physicality of Europe.
0: So I think that's part of the the, the argument, though. For, for For both of you guys, I think part of it is that there are there isn't a you know a seven eight player crop of youth that is that is looking to make its name in the Europe League. I think the other part of it or the conference league rather. I think the other part of it though, guys, and this might be a slightly controversial statement, which is not something I really do on this podcast. I more try to to facilitate and pass the ball, but but here you go. I think Spurs fans just think that they're better than it and think that they have higher ambitions, even though we might not be. Um, I think that we see where we are in the Premier League now and see that we have Antonio Conte as a manager and feel like, why the, why do we care about a conference league when we can get back into the Champions League almost immediately? Um, and I, I'm not saying that they're wrong for for having those dreams and aspirations, but I think that there's a certain arrogance when it comes to Spurs fans and the fact that, you know, two and a half years ago, we were in a Champions League final and thinking that this is just a, a real fall for this team as a whole and, and and having this feeling of we don't care about these lesser competitions anymore. We don't care about the Europa League or, for that matter, the Conference League. We only care about the big fish in the pond rather than, you know, all the little minnows surrounding it.
3: Well, I always say that um, attitude reflects leadership, right? And so when you look at Antonio Conte, like he is noted – for having a less-than-seller European record because of how focused he is on the league and how focused he is on the domestic competitions. Um, I definitely think that you'll see more of that, at least in the short term, this Tottenham Hotspur team, because ultimately from the top down, Daniel Levy, all he gives a shit about, as we learned from the Jose Mourinho experiment, is the Champions League. And so if Antonio Conte can focus his efforts here and not be thinking about Europe at midweek, I really think that you're going to see a team get dug into crushing these domestic competitions.
0: And that's Ooh. something that I'm completely comfortable with. Like I, I'm i not saying you've been off Europe entirely. I think you want to try to make the Champions League by finishing the top four, but I want to see us dig our heels in, in England and and see us try to go on a cup run, whether it's the League Cup or the FA Cup. I want to see us try to, to finish as high as we can in the Premier League. Those things are way more important to me than... Than any european competition right now because that's how you establish yourself in my eyes as tottenham hotspur we are doing really well in england we'll, we'll get to europe when we get to it and you know what
1: the fact that we've got Morecambe, that brings me sunshine on a cloudy day sure <laughs> we'll know know what that means because the we're, shrimps we're, no you're not ignored well, Morecambe bay is very famous for its brown shrimps, but but basically there's a guy called eric morcom and um he's very famous in England. he's kind of like I wouldn't say I don't know. Quite the equivalent would be I I wonder your Bob Newhart or something. Basically, I know Bob Newhart is very famous in America. No one knows who the fuck he is over here. Very famous over here. Died many years ago. And no one knows who the fuck he is outside of the, outside of the UK and the Commonwealth kind of thing. But yeah, but that honestly, when I saw Morecambe and I thought, you know what, if I get on a way there, Morcombe, I I'd, I'd, I'd love to go out there. It'd be it'd be a nightmare to get on the ballot. But just to go there because just yeah you know, i mean what the odds yeah you know, playing a team like Morecambe. yeah, yeah how in, many in how season. many
3: how many people fit in that stadium oh uh,
1: probably i don't know seven the draw I mean, the draw yeah. the draw is at home it's a home match yeah oh, I should, oh yeah. Well, that's, even better. that's even better for more because that makes them a ton of money then yeah and, uh, andrew, a ton of money andrew yeah. andrew you brought up yeah. a really good
4: a really good point about wanting to get dug in and, in england and we have a really good opportunity to do that because, including the New Year's uh, New Year's Day game, we have six games between now and New Year's, and two of them have been canceled. Uh, you know, the Ren match has to be played between now and then, which is probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah, we, you know, we're. I, I mentioned this earlier when when Todd was talking about the table. We're we're three points off fourth with two games in hand, and and, and
0: that's where I wanted to get to next, Dakota. Because you're exactly yeah. right. Two games in hand, and it might be three by weeks end because we play. We are scheduled to play Leicester on Thursday. Yeah, and that is up in the air.
4: Leicester played in uh, the Europa League last week. They they battered whoever it was they played today. So, yeah, uh, shocker, right? They battered Newcastle. Um, So if if we don't play on Thursday, it's because our situation is still really bad, which would. Which would, you know, honestly put the Liverpool match three days later, a week from today, 100%. in jeopardy as well.
0: I mean, we could be talking to you guys next week on this very podcast with. Uh, four, Doing this exact same thing. With <laughs> I'm sorry, with four games in hand in the Premier League. I mean, that could be the scenario. And I don't close want it to and be the scenario.
1: Well. I can close doors as well, because right now, obviously, I don't want to go into the policy of it, but. Essentially, last year, I think it was around right about roughly right this time last year that we went back into into stage three of lockdown or something. So all like gathering, indoor gatherings were cancelled, matches, stadiums, and everything were cancelled. They are in Germany right now because Germany is going through absolute. I think they are getting ravaged right now in Germany, absolutely yeah. ravaged. And in Italy, no for fans
3: example,
1: they the same. And Italy, for example, you cannot go into somewhere. If you have got, if you don't have like a vaccine card or something that shows that you can't even go to a shop apart from the very basic basic shops, and Omicron is doing an absolute number Germany and Italy, and it's only a number, matter of time. The only reason, essentially, if the prime minister resigns, which is oh, that guy's got more lives than a more lives than Andrew's cat, but um, essentially if the prime minister does resign, then essentially they will have to probably they will end up probably bringing in another lockdown, and you'll have a ton of games being behind closed doors. So if anything, this actually helps us in some ways because we'll hopefully we'll get through the winter break. And I mean, I am so, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually said, "Said you know what, we need to cancel some matches, cancel some fixtures, but just because of the sheer level of um, Omicron that's going for this. Literally, it's not as bad as in terms of the, the hospitalization rate, but because vaccine, they just can't keep up. Vaccination rate is still so poor in this country. Yeah, the pressure on our on our health system is ridiculous, and I can really foresee another lockdown. Especially, like I said, if the prime minister does end up resigning in the next week or so, then it'll be it'll be a different prime minister who will have to say, look, I have to cancel it again. you won't be the same prime minister who cancelled Christmas twice, kind of thing. Ooh.
3: Hey, on a brighter note, though, today being December 12th, as we're recording this, this is the uh, anniversary of the Victor Winyama fucking rocket against Liverpool. So uh, happy Victor oh. Winyama day to you boys.
0: So we're looking at Brighton already canceled or, or postponed. Burnley from a few weeks ago, which was non-COVID postponed. Leicester in doubt. If Leicester's in doubt, it may mean Liverpool's in doubt. You, 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 you continue to look at these fixtures potentially piling up. Um, and Shubhan, you mentioned that, that it might be good for us. I, I have to disagree because these matches are going to be played somewhere and they're going to start sticking them in midweeks, you know, in January, February, maybe even pushing them, some of them into March, um, to get them in. And that's just going to add to, you know, the, the wear and tear, the
1: pile up. the, um, oh, you know. but I meant by good as in like, not like for teams of performance in terms of the fact that of COVID and just. Because the, the literally the COVID pressures that are happening in the UK right now. So, so i because like, like I said, Andrew said I don't give a shit about you know. I mean, obviously it's, it's a football, football podcast, but right now right. I'm worried about someone, you know, people getting it. Because like I said whole families are being devastated right now. So right. I mean, it's as uh... it's, it's, it's bad as it was. It's, 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 it's just, I don't think I I think we are literally looking at I think original like March lockdown numbers. For for COVID infection rates, it's just it's just it's just that bad. But like and you the, said, it's
0: a, like you said, Shubin. It's a football podcast, and we're talking about the football side of it. We all know that, and we and we you know we kind of covered that at the beginning. We know that this is a, a a broader context conversation about health and safety and and all of that. But from a football side of it, if Tottenham are going to be playing three times a week, you know, almost every week into January, February, March, if 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 they can make a cup run, you know, like you said, if they can beat, if they can you know peel the shrimps um if they can you know maybe win this match against west ham in the league cup and get get themselves forward um the cup matches are still going to be there the premier league fixtures are going to pile up and not to mention that this is still the holiday fixtures where we've got you know like i said it's liverpool and then it's you know after that it's palace southampton watford they all pile up um in into the new year so it's and, and, it, it gets to be a lot go ahead scott
2: well that's exactly why it's so okay with me that we're that we are going to fall out of this conference league. Yes, because you just you're essentially just going to replace those games against like who fell into that our this competition. Some pretty decent teams from the Europa League, right? So we would have we would have wound up having some really inconvenient matches against some pretty decent teams, and no more than like 13 guys who are capable of playing competent football. And so now we're just going to replace. Potentially those games with the Premier League games, and here's the thing: I'm not even. I'm. This isn't hyperbole. Like this is. I'm looking at the table. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Geez, whatever. Oh, sir, hyperbol. Yeah, hyperbol. Fine, whatever. Hyperbole. Hyper Hyperbol is what you're hitting later. Is, is, that,
1: is that is that is that a Texas thing? Is that a Texas thing? I
2: don't know. <laughs> uh, this is hyperbol. This is not hyperbol. All right, for you boys, we're gonna call it that now. But we are we're gonna end up if we win our game two games in hand, right? We're seven points off the top. And outside of City, everybody's kind of slowing down a little bit. So um seven points isn't isn't much. And you make up three of those seven points, and all of a sudden you're four points off the top, right? And Conte's your manager, and you don't have Europe. And um am I saying we're gonna win the league? No, but I, I I'm also saying but that. You're the league's not Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The league's going to end up opening up, right? Um, And if we can, if we can lessen the amount of matches of that, we have to play in the league. That's going to open up again. Like I said, everyone outside of city slowing down and city will face bumps in the road. They're, they're lacking a striker, right? They're, they're not really right, but they're maybe lacking depth up there. Um, And they will hit bumps on the road. West Ham's not sustainable. I think we're already starting to see that. They drew Burnley today, right? Chelsea is also not sustainable. I mean, they're a damn good team, but I, I still think they're missing pieces and puzzle pieces that have came together as recently as this year there. Right. And then Liverpool is, is kind of going to do, in my opinion, what they've done the last couple of years, which is just fly off the, the rails in a really positive way to just start the season. And slow down a little bit because they maybe don't have as much depth as we think they do. So, um, you know, we're in, we're in a similar boat, but again, this thing's going to open up and we're going to just replace those matches that we would have had to go to fucking Czechoslovakia for, which is a a nice old premier league game at the, at the Tottenham Hotspur stadium, right? This competition's so bad. It's going to take us back in time. Um, yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) What I'm, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying here.
0: And that is not hyperbole Bowl either. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. What I want to know, though, is, Shubhan, uh, are we hearing anything locally about how these players that have been affected by this are actually doing? Or is the team um, as well, tight-lipped first, as it seems
1: on the internet? Well, it's, well first of all, it's, it's two things. You've got, first of all, obviously, team are very, very tight-lipped. You've got a lot of journalists. I've got to give them credit. They've actually been very respectful of these, of these players' privacy, you know, and that 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 is not hyperbole. Although I'd love to know what the half-time shows in, in, in hyperbole, but um, no. Basically, they basically left them alone. Basically, if you have some people so like, so James Tony um, from um, Brentford, he said, look, I've got, I've got I've got COVID. He he said, yeah, blah blah blah. But a lot of players have kept it private, and they have the right to that. And so I don't think that there is. I mean, people are trying to work out who it is. They're in training pictures. I don't no i mean obviously we're not playing against obviously was it you know that the, the brian game has been cancelled the last game is cancelled i don't have any training pictures at all of anything and for really i don't think it's just worth speculating i think yeah the, you know the, you know, basically they respect say that there are families here that yeah you know, they they don't want to be you know talked about especially with their health and there is that kind of like you know just don't talk about that but like i said i think it will come to a head i mean one thing you haven't noticed that say for example normally at this time of year You'll do like the Spurs going to the local hospitals and meeting the kids and that kind of stuff in the wards. Pat's just completely been nuts on the head. That has been, it's, like I said, it's, <coughs> I, I don't, I, I don't, you know, are we in the same situation where we're in March? No. But are we heading to there? I'm very worried there is. I mean, I think there's incredible caution right now. So, you know, I mean, I think, you know, and I don't think, like I said, I mean, we don't know who the players are. I, I mean, we, we, might, we might we might find out. We, we may not. And to be totally fair, it's it's one of the things that, I don't know, I mean, like, you will get a few gutter journalists, like, you know, like shithole papers like The Sun or whatever, trying to find that out. But generally, it, 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 there's just no appetite to find out just because it is a personal thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to know if someone's had COVID, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like you and your American football. Would you want to know if your players – actually, you might, you might, you might, you might, because – is only how much you, you bet on your matches. You probably might want to know, but um, for us, in there, no, we don't. We're not that interested about that kind of stuff.
0: Well, I, I think it's a fair point to say that it's just not worth speculating about. But I do think that the the thing that is not only fair to speculate about, but to know, is that, and this is like the broader context of what Tottenham are dealing with. They're not the only team dealing with this. There are going to be and already are other teams dealing with this kind of thing, and it's going to. I don't want to use the word ravage, but something slightly less than maybe ravage the premier league fixtures going forward in the, in the next few weeks and months. We know that Manchester United are now dealing with, with cases. We, we've already talked about Lester. Um, I think I saw Aston Villa is dealing with some stuff as well. So, you know, it, it's it, um, European football is way different than American football, American football. You've got 53 guys on a roster. If one or two or three are out, uh, you can they've been able to somehow somehow sometimes maintain or contain those outbreaks within a team with, within different position groups guys miss a games the games go forward the nfl has kind of pushed ahead and 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 told teams they're pushing ahead it's way different to do that in the premier league or in any other you know uh soccer league because there are lesser there's a lesser number of, of players on these teams and you cannot you know with as many games as there are It's these teams aren't playing once a week. They're playing twice, sometimes three times a week. You cannot maintain that schedule with that few amount of players. That's why these games are being postponed and and, and pushed out. So I think it's important to recognize that and also to recognize that this becomes harder when, let's say you're a player for Tottenham Hotspur that doesn't have COVID or wasn't even a close contact with, with one of your teammates or staff members that does, you're still locked out of the building. You're still now going through what is essentially lockdown training like they did last year in the, in the height of the pandemic Um, you're going to be losing any of the momentum that you had previously gained under, you know, this, this managerial bump that, that Spurs were able to get. So coming back, a lot of this becomes pretty difficult to, you know, to, to, to deal with in in terms of getting that momentum going once again and getting, getting your team back up to strength. Um, That's where depth is going to be tested again. And it just creates a real challenge. And again,
1: all of this, this is very, is a-
0: very much a football conversation rather than well, if- a, a health conversation.
1: Well, I think here's the thing, though. Funny thing is, though, it was only until football canceled, got canceled because of COVID, did then we in the UK, start, did, did, did the government say, oh, shit, we need to do a lockdown. And I really do think you'll come to the stage because no one took no one took COVID seriously here until Arteta got it. Until Mikkel Arteta got COVID, no one took COVID seriously here in the UK. And then suddenly Arteta got it. And then suddenly, oh, my God, the matches are being cancelled. And then suddenly the whole of the, oh, no, we need to cancel everything. And I think that's what happened is I think football sets the tone for so much of what goes on in this country. And if the FA, who do, God knows how much wrong, but if they decide, you know what, because the numbers, because everything else, we've taken advice and we think, you know what, we need to do what I think, I don't know what you, America's got, we call it here a circuit breaker, that we need like a two, three week gap. The problem is, though, we're already having issues with football fixtures anyway because you've got European football, you've got the football season next season to be disrupted because of the Qatar World Cup happening in the winter rather than in the summer. So you've got so many things that are just messing up. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll end up postponing that for a year or something as a result, saying that we just can't do it. Similar to what they did with
0: Euros. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I think you're I think you're right. And look, I mean, uh England and and Europe as a whole are not the only ones that that um that kind of deal with that. I mean, we saw that in the US here last last March when the NBA uh called off its season after and that the, the player is escaping me, but one of the players for I think the Utah Rudy Gobert, it just came to me. When Rudy Gobert tested positive for the Utah Jazz, um the NBA shut down its season, and that was the date. Uh, it was some date in March. I want to say it was the eleventh or twelfth, something like that. When things got re- shit, shit got real. It was like the same day that Tom Hanks tested positive for COVID, uh, and that was when shit got real and and a pandemic really kicked off. So it, these are you know markers, and I agree with you that like you know when this stuff starts to get real serious again, and and games start getting called off, and and cases start rising, that's when you know shit tends to hit the fan the proverbial fan if you will but this is something that we're all going to be living with um you know into the future and have been living with now for for damn near two years um so it's you know this is just kind of where we're at and and what we're what we're going to see going forward but um for us as as Spurs fans we kind of are in wait and see mode even about thursday and um and beyond that next sunday with liverpool and then the cup match next wednesday so it's it's all kind of in limbo, but we're hoping, uh, at least here at the Tottenham Depot, that there's some more actual football to talk about and and hopefully that the players can, you know, can get themselves healthy and and that Spurs can field a team because that's what we want to see. But we're here to talk football and we want to do that um in the long run. I think that um this is the part of the show where I say, let's let's stop talking about football for a minute let's talk about some other stuff we we reached out to to some of our our listeners on uh, on twitter you can follow us at tottenham depot and you know we i, I just wanted to kind of chat with you guys because as you mentioned we are in the month of december now and um you know christmas is fast approaching hanukkah has passed already and um everybody's kind of starting to celebrate the holidays and doing their holiday parties as best they can through through this pandemic but um what are you know what are your guys i guess like Big holiday traditions. Is there anything that stands out for you guys that, that you guys accomplish this time of year? I know for myself, um, my my stepdaughter got back uh, from college uh, last week. We, we spent uh, one day last week decorating our tree, and and my wife always likes to watch the the Peanuts uh, Christmas special with with Charlie Brown and Snoopy. And we always flip that on while we're decorating the tree. Like that's the that's the one little thing that we have and 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 do with the kids. So. What are, you know, Todd, let's start with you, man. I know you've got a couple of kids. What what are the movies oh, yeah. you guys watch the, the traditions, the food? What, what's, what's all that look like for you guys?
3: Oh, absolutely. So I'm fortunate enough to uh, live on a street that takes Christmas super seriously. And so there is uh, lights galore. The, the wildest things you'd ever see literally lights running uh, across the street from house to house, from rooftop to rooftop, lighting the street the entire way Friday night, we have one of our neighbors is a uh, is a uh, fire captain, and he brought one of the old fire trucks from the local fire department and gave the, the you know one of the neighborhood guys trucks up to Santa and gave the kids uh, uh, fire engine rides and they got to ring the bell and sing Christmas carols and, and it was a good time in the house. Uh, you know we uh, we do the got our Christmas tree uh, a week ago or so and got everything set up and, and, and lit and then from a movie standpoint we have family movie night last night and did the, uh, you know, you got to space it out, obviously kind of build to the, to the greats. So we started with the, uh, the Muppets um, uh, <laughs> night before Christmas or, or oh, I'm man. sorry, uh, Christmas Carol, the Muppets Christmas Carol, apologies. And it was, uh, it was fantastic. A film that has
0: no flaws, by the way, that fantastic. is a perfect, that is a perfect movie. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Dakota, what about you, man? What what have you guys got going on? I know you guys you guys live in a you know in Tennessee. It's a little more you get a little more of the nip in the air than than us west coasters do. You know, you guys can probably get out and do do a little more wintery stuff, right?
4: Yeah. I mean you say that it was seventy degrees yesterday damn that's uh, see that's you know, see that's
0: that's warmer than it was here in phoenix it was only in the 60s here in phoenix so
4: that's uh bizarre. yeah so todd my daughter would be so jealous of your street because there's a few houses on our street that decorate with all the lights and stuff and every time we leave the neighborhood she's like dad look at that house it's so cool oh yeah uh, so you know we've got a we've got a two and a half year old and a six month old so we're still kind of figuring out what these traditions look like but if harper has anything to say about it it would be decking everything out in christmas lights just christmas lights every on everything that you can see um she she would drink nothing but hot chocolate if you let her we don't let her because we care about our sanity and she doesn't need (laughs) that much sugar um and then yeah we we've been spacing out the christmas movies uh like you have todd she watched elf for the first time uh, see, we're last building weekend, the uh, and she uh, is just having the time of her life. Christmas songs have been the the thing this year, though. So, and it seems like they're going to stick around. So, what are Christmas what are those? Music, What
0: are what are the good Christmas songs that, that, are, that are being brought up?
4: Um, she has not stopped singing "Little Drummer Boy" for the wow. last uh, ten days. So that's her favorite. That's a good one, one for a young
0: all... for a youngster. You get the pum pums going, you know.
4: You know what you you would think so, wouldn't you, Andrew? Um, <laughs> but eight, eight eight to ten hours a day, uh, it starts to wear on you. <laughs> These
3: are facts, sir. These are facts.
0: I think I think I think Santa's yeah. bringing Dakota some AirPods for for Christmas so he can block some of that out.
4: Just just doesn't even have to play music. Just noise canceling something to go. So, any anything would be great. Yeah.
0: yeah i hear you (laughs) scott what about you my friend i know i saw you guys were out at a a a christmas party with with seattle spurs the other day right um what 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 kind of traditions you guys got going up there in the pacific northwest i hope for
4: you it's a nap today yeah (laughs) that's what i hope your tradition today is
2: oh i don't do naps are for the week we don't take naps all right (laughs) i'm not i'm not five years old all right spoken like a
0: non-parent
2: get fucked (laughs) i'll
0: tell you right now the, on, on on the on the topic of naps I, I i mentioned earlier i got the booster this week i got the booster on <laughs> friday after work and yesterday was a dead man the, the naps for me were plentiful and and long and i slept through parts of the army navy game yesterday parts of the mls cup game which i didn't really care Still about did army yeah that's true i mean it was it was like naps are are, are your friend and i i I I am kind of offended that you besmirched naps, Scott, but but I'm going to let you go on with your Christmas traditions anyway. No,
2: no one who's ever gone down in the history books took naps. I assure you of that. I right? fully
0: disagree with that.
2: That's yeah. absolute hogwash. Yeah, I firmly believe that. That's like number 2 on my list of life life mottos, all right? Now, that being said, I I am my my traditions are very very uh I guess layered, right? Because I I not only have divorced parents, one of who lives in Iowa, one who lives in Texas, my wife also has family in South Africa and Seattle. And so there is many places that I could be at any given time over the holidays. Um, Typically how it works is early, or sorry, late November, we fly through London, say, hey to shoops, grab a couple pints. After a quick layover, we head to South Africa. And spend you know a good four to six weeks down there with the family Um, then we come back and we would be in Iowa for Christmas and Texas for New Year's or vice versa Um, but this year we are staying in Seattle for the entirety of the Christmas season so we would love to be in South Africa that's not gonna happen for very obvious reasons right we just spent time in Iowa we would love to be in Texas but we're gonna be in Seattle and um, it's going to be nice to not work for the entire week in between Christmas and New Year's right and just kind of kind of hang out which will be a, a nice treat for the two of us um uh, as I said we tend to be pulled in many different directions and it's kind of one of those things where I send out the email to the family and I just say start placing bids on where you would like me you know this this holiday season and whoever <laughs> offers the best uh, the best, The best scenario. I don't want to. I don't want to hear how high those bids go. Hey, man. I mean, I might even start putting the podcast on on those on those email (laughs) threads, right? And anyone who's on the show today would like me at their uh, at their holiday festivities. Just throw out a dollar amount, and we can we can have a conversation. I I will tell you that my 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 lovely wife makes the final decisions when it comes to finances, so she would be the one making this election, But you feel free to bid.
0: As it should be. What about what about movies? Do you get into any holiday movies? Any any kind of you know? What's the what's on the on the docket in that in terms of that?
2: Just Star Trek Christmas episodes. Oh okay, um, fair enough. Kidding. But Sorry. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I you know we'll watch a basically a random Christmas movie here and there, and it's usually like some some love Night story. Or so I don't know, like we're within five. minutes. Night Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not not a big movie guy, to be honest, but I I'm a big, big TV guy. So, you know, whatever. But I don't really think there's many Christmas movies we watch other than, like I said, those movies my wife loves where like four or five minutes into it. You can I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Like (laughs) like
0: like the Hallmark (laughs) movies or something like that.
2: This person figures out that she actually loves this guy, not this person. You know, it's her best friend who she falls in love with about ten minutes before the movie ends, and they live happily ever after. Right? They're going to have dude. a long
0: conversation in the gazebo. That kind yeah. of dude, thing. don't
4: you dare subtweet Love Actually like that ever again. <laughs> Go ahead, Dakota. Some Go other.
0: ahead. Do your do your Love Actually rant.
4: I'm not gonna. I'm. Not. It's it's understood. I. I, I mean, hey, uh,
3: just on the on the movie front, Andrew. The other thing that we do is uh invariably the the wife and I are are up late uh, <clears throat> on Christmas Eve. And uh, Christmas Story starts somewhere around 6 p.m. Sure on on Christmas Eve. And it really doesn't stop until the next night.
0: I think New Year's, right? I think they do. Yes, a <laughs> right? So <laughs> yeah.
3: that's another. Uh, another thank
2: story. you. I, my mom would be heartbroken if I didn't take the time. And I'm, I'm sure she listens to every episode, right? Thanks, Bob. Love you. <laughs> uh, honestly that when that movie comes on on whatever channel it is it does go until it ends in our house like my it's on all night long the tv doesn't get shut off when we go to bed and that's a that's a holiday holiday tradition back home, a Christmas story. Um, Appreciate for that. So. it
0: is it is funny how much of a tradition that movie has become in American culture. And it's also funny, and and I'm not gonna besmirch it all. It's also funny how problematic that movie is. Like yeah. it's one of those things that's kind of just accepted that we all just kind of watch that movie, even though it's very you know, there's a lot of old movies that are that are pretty problematic, but it's it's pretty great how we've all just kind of accepted that that's what we're going to watch it's going to be on what is tbs <laughs> or something and it's it's and we're just going to deal with it and it's kind of great um it, it is it's is my, my wife was watching my wife i think watched it like twice already this holiday season oh did and she, she and she came to me and she was like I, I don't think i realized how problematic that movie I'm like yeah it's you know but it is what it is kind of thing um yeah Shuban, what are you, about you my friend what are your holiday traditions what do you got going on in terms of movie watching food all those kinds of things
1: okay so mm-hmm. Celebrate So I had one other Saturday Christmas, but two kind of like, so what I was hoping to do, if I was, well, plan was, if I was going to be with Scotty for Christmas was I was introduced into the snowman, which is like, so every, since that 1982, they've showed the Christmas, they've showed that about roughly 1130. So at Christmas day, because we actually have, so we, I, I really, we, we're doing this thing called Whamageddon at the moment where basically you have to avoid listening to last Christmas. And if you listen to it, that's it. You're out of the competition. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm fortunately. Specifically the, the Wham version. Yeah, the of last Christmas year. So, unfortunately, yeah, we can we can this.
0: listen to our Queen Taylor Swiss version all we want. But it's the Wham version. You're right.
1: To be told, to be told, the worst thing was I got hit by a drive by a Ford Galaxy drove by and, <laughs> played and played last Christmas. And I was like, oh, fuck now. I'm out that bloody you Christmas mean
0: you guy. heard the song driving by? Not that you got hit no, by the truck.
1: I was, no, I was actually walking. It was a, a by drive by Yes. Drive-by wearing. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, um, so no, the snowman is obviously very, very special to us. Um, we don't really do any, um, I suppose, we don't really have, so we're, we're very big for like the TV, TV, like TV specials, like Christmas specials. But, realistically, we haven't had a really good special since, the, since like, the, um, since the UK office kind of thing. There's Christmas special or those years ago. So that, that, that was what, 20 plus years ago, really. I'm trying to think, really, we don't, I think what else i do really um the one thing i do do though is i change my ringtone from what from what it from what it, from, from, its, from its usual like devil's advocate to um to basically custom call ferris out of new york you scambag you maggot you cheap lazy and i'll say no more and um that's why i check for basically for that month So november 26 that's the day i changed my ringtone but in terms of like christmas tri- anniversary specials we don't really do that much i mean back when i was younger we there were three families, and we rotate Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and New Year's Day. But no, I mean, I think me and the old man will be um, well. We're trying to find a good good whiskey for the, drinking the New Year's end, celebrate that. But go. aside from that, no, we don't. I try to think of Christmas traditions really. I mean, um, there's not much we really do, really. Obviously, obviously, last year with the Boxing Day match, it wasn't last year, but the year before, that was great. If I'd known. You know, I mean, I, was, I think I was I was out for the Boxing Day matches. I, I went with um, Ellie from America, from LA Spurs, and I went the year before as well. Yeah. So apart from that, we don't really have them. I'm, I don't have that many really myself. Obviously, the blue Santa hats, and I don't know uh, TC. I don't know when was the last time you saw Ben Ali, but um, all three of them have blue Santa hats. I basically, I basically yeah. said, to, I said, I said to, um, so this is more of a San Diego thing, but I did my friend Ellie, he's going up there? If Brandon's going to come to Humps LA, give them to Brandon. Brandon will give them to Ben Alley and to Evie. And they've got the blue Santa hats. And I think they still have them. So- they do. I'm
3: sure they do. I'm sure they do. That's awesome. No, uh, one of my favorite, and hey, big shout out to Coco. I hope he's doing better and uh, and, and arm is healing. But uh, one of my favorite Eric Lamella memories is when uh, the, the stuff that you posted with blue Santa Claus, because you wouldn't allow a guy wearing red in his house.
0: Yeah, that was great. <laughs> That was good stuff as well. Yeah. No, that's all of that's great. The music, the the food, the movies. I know you somebody mentioned Elf earlier. That's a big one in our household. Um, watching that one and uh, you know, the Christmas the Christmas Carol, the Muppet Christmas Carol is all all great. And, you know, I think it was uh Dustin Gentile mentioned in our it was jumped in our mentions, you know, talking about the best movie other than Die Hard, the Christmas movie other than Die Hard. I think we can all agree. Die Hard is 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 watched. At least it is by me around around this time of year, uh, no. a, a very good tradition.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, Gr- a great well, Christmas. No, no, no. Matt, we it Matt from saying, Matt from Oceanside Spurs. He goes no, no. It just happens to be a coincidence. It's a Christmas party. As a, it is technically a Christmas movie because it's, it's centered around a Christmas party. It's, it's just a coincidence. Okay, the, whole, the, no, movie. No, no. the movie
3: wouldn't take place without the Christmas, oh, party. The Christmas
1: party. That's why I told it in. But Matt is yeah. like adamant. It's not a Christmas movie. Uh, we, we
3: love Matt. We the love whole thing Matt. takes but place
1: on Christmas Eve.
3: I
0: friends.
1: know. The whole That's premise the fact, of
0: John McClane going to LA is to see his kids for Christmas. So wow. you're 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 spot on there, Todd. It would not it would not be a thing without christmas so it is certainly a christmas movie um i think we've settled the most controversial thing that we were ever going to discuss on this podcast and we did it pretty easily which is great um i also will say i mentioned taylor swift earlier dakota will appreciate this but shout out to her it is her birthday tomorrow uh so shout out to our queen taylor alison swift uh, ahead of her birthday so we'll we'll get, we'll get that taken care of and, and when dakota listens back to this uh, he'll, he'll enjoy that because dakota had to duck out a little bit earlier a
1: shout out to my queen because this will be the first, I think. I, I mean, this has been probably one of the hardest years for Her Majesty because obviously she lost her husband this year, and it's the first time she's doing a Christmas speech without her husband by her side. And you know, so and I'm not, I'm not a royalist or anything, about but she's, the woman's ninety-seven, and to do the level of engagement she does at her age is incredible. My, you know, the old man, I don't, I don't even let him even out of the flat. You know, he's he's in his nineties. Someone to be doing what she does. I'm not a big royalist, but fucking hell. Yeah. El- 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 Elizabeth, Elizabeth Windsor, My 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 cat to you. If I had to, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to borrow uh, TC's cap. So, yeah. Shout out
0: to the queen. Shout out to the queen. Shout out to all the
1: queens out there. All the kings
0: and the queens. All right, guys, let's get to socials out of the way. You can follow Dakota at Dakota J Booth. You can follow Todd at TC underscore Cachot. Follow Scott at DSM Spurs. Follow Shuban at the real Shuban. You can follow me, Andrew at a step but most importantly you should follow the podcast at Tottenham Depot on both Twitter and Instagram uh, not sure what we have got on the docket next week because we're not sure if Spurs are playing matches this <laughs> week but we will be back with you next week to talk about whatever does or does not happen uh, and we will do that with you next Sunday uh, for Dakota for Todd for Scott for Shuban I have been your host Andrew as always come on you Spurs
3: thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener. Whoever really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot. And as always, come on you Spurs.